Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. There's no business like show business. Oh, and away we go. Hello. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Art and Business of Community Theater, also known as the Monroe Community Players Podcast, featuring the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, David War. Looking around the green room today, I see... Oh, hi. Bob Yeoman. Come back from sabbatical. <laughs> Brian Burgett Ross. Ron Roberts. And um, here we are again today, um, talking about all things theater, business, and art especially. Um, hey, uh, since the last episode, um, something wonderful has happened and uh, enjoyed it. And I want to give a shout out to Andrea and our listeners in Indianapolis, Indiana. She sent us a wonderful email. Um, I was thrilled to get it, of course. Um, and and what really was exciting about me, she says it's a... It's, Okay, now I'm, I'm I'm all choked up, Andrea. Um, <laughs> he is. He's for what, 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 It's true. It was nice. She said there were several directors in the in, in the Indianapolis area that were listening, um, so that's exciting uh, because we know we're reaching out to a lot of people. It was the way she signed off her email that got me thinking. She signed it for the love of theater, and that got me to thinking a little. And so this is where we're going to start a new feature called Dave's Diatribe. Ooh. And for those that know, a diatribe is kind of like a sermon. It's kind of like a, just a pontification or whatever. I'm going to talk at you for a few minutes here. <laughs> um, sometimes, sometimes we, even within our own group, believe it or not, our question is like, why are we doing a podcast? What good is a podcast? Does it sell tickets? What, you know, why are we doing it? And, and here's my answer. It's for exactly what Andrea said, for the love of theater. Mm-hmm. This may come as a shock to people. But community theater is not always a well-respected um, medium avocation. Okay, um, we we are put down in the media. Um, if you can go on any number of TV shows and find us, you know, where they make fun of community theater, somehow we're we're seen as second, if not even third-class theater. And the reality is, we are probably the most prevalent form of theater out there. Amateur theater is not something to be looked down upon. It is something to lift up. And I think it's us, those of us who are involved in the theater, that have to talk more about it. We have to get out there to show up the the side of it, that it is a business, it is an art, that we have some of the same concerns that the professional theater does. Yes, we don't have million-dollar budgets like they do in multi-million-dollar budgets like they do in Broadway. No, we don't air to millions of people like we do um, in movies or television. Uh, but, but we are a valid experience of theater and frankly if we and we've taken a big hit over COVID the past couple of years just like mm-hmm. everybody else but there is something unique about live theater the that communal experience of being together having that group experience you don't get it in television when most cases people and now especially families you can have a family five sitting around they're all looking at their own individual screens mm-hmm. they might be talking to some people online but it, it's it's an individual affair mm-hmm. you go to movie theaters you've only got half the experience the audience is there reacting but you don't get the energy from the people on the other side of the movie screen because they're not there right. you know we're just looking at images that you know it always drives me crazy in fact as a side note when people applaud at the end of movies it's like no one can hear you but that speaks to the power of that communal experience because you go to the live theater and people applaud you know the the cast is there oh, yeah. and they can give that love right back to you absolutely um the performing arts are unique they are special and at all levels, whether it's the worst production of 
lovers. winners and I'll say winners and losers, lovers part two, <laughs> 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 or or the most fabulous production of uh, Les Mis that you you've seen on on the amateur stage. It, it is something to be celebrated. It is something we all need to talk up more. So if you're out there listening and you have a theater group and you have not done a podcast or, or a blog or something to get out there and just talk about theater in general, I urge you to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, a rising tide floats all boats, as they say, um, even if that boat may be an ill-advised production of Titanic. <laughs> But but you can, you know, I, I think we're better off. So, you know, some podcasts, I, I know there are other theater podcasts out there, but they're very few. And a lot of them are focused so much on individual productions or shows mm-hmm. that I don't think it's talking enough about the, the, the art of theater itself. Um, for example, our, our good friends down at Stage Door. Um, stage Door podcast, um, which I encourage you all to go look up and listen to. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they promote week to week a different theater group, a different show. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some groups things where they basically are talking about their own productions, just specifically, or sometimes it's Broadway backstories or whatever. Um, but get out there and just talk about here's theater, here's what good theater looks like, and we do good theater too. Mm-hmm. And if we, because if we don't talk ourselves up, folks, you can't count on anyone else to do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. You know, we are not. We are not. Like I say, we are. We are theater in this country, if not the world. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to remind people that. Mm-hmm. That's my soapbox and diatribe for today. Um, well said. Sir. I think we'll so. see. I yeah. probably should have written something out ahead of time instead of rambling. But, oh, but there we go. You said it all. Yeah. And speaking of good theater, though. <laughs> I'm going to talk a little about ActFest coming up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's time for that for all the theater groups in Michigan, and I'm sure in other states, too. The um, American Association Community Theater, we are back to live in-person ActFest. Um, we lost that during COVID. For those that don't know, ActFest is a uh, competition for community theaters, and it's held at a state level, then it goes to a regional level, and then finally to a national level where you may are likely to be invited to an international festival of some kind. Um, Monroe Community Players, in particular, has, has always enjoyed going to these we've done fairly well we may we don't always win um but we don't always lose either <laughs> there you um, go <laughs> um, but but you know we like our last production we went to the tempest we got several certificates for outstanding work um uh in 2009 we were selected to move on to regional competition and that was quite an experience i didn't know that um, yeah with uh, upon the heath which, oh, on the heat. Who wrote yeah. that? Who wrote that? I don't know. Oh, oh. I think you do, sir. I did. Um, I, I heard did. they tattooed the name of the director <laughs> on the, his head. Yes. <laughs> no, um, that is a play. It is a play I wrote. Um, the production, though, is what went on, not not just the the words of play, but. Even though I just gave a diatribe about not promoting what we're doing currently, we will be, it'll be passed by the time the show comes up, but we'll be doing Upon the Heath as part of a, a Reader's Theater production called Shakespeare's Greatest Hits. Mm-hmm. Um, so we um, kind of have a small revival of that coming up. Um, but, but with ActFest, it's a wonderful experience. And just before we had started to air today, the four of us were talking is we're going to figure out some way. Even if Monroe Community Players is not participating in this cycle, um, mm-hmm. which I believe takes place in Owasso at the Lebowski Theater, um, Lebowski Theater, like the big Lebowski. Um, in you Owasso. know, I've never seen that movie. 
Never? Never. Oh. Um, they do a fabulous oh, I've, I've heard uh, festival. At least they did when we were last there with our production of The Tempest. It's a mm-hmm. wonderful community. And uh, w- the groupies are going to go. We're going to Owasso. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Mike Brady. Come on, kids. Yeah. We're going to Owasso. We are going to go so that we can report back to what happened. And... Um, Hopefully we'll come back with, even if you don't participate, you go, You what you see over the course of the weekend is probably up to 10 different productions. Cuttings, these productions are cuttings, so no production is more than an hour. Mm-hmm. But they have 10 minutes to set up, they have an hour to perform, and they have 10 minutes to take down. They're all adjudicated, they'll be winners, one, two, and three. Uh, lots of awards given out, things like that. But we will come back with so many ideas for what we can do in our own theater group mm-hmm. that I am urging everybody to get out to ActFest and uh, to go to the Community Theater Association of Michigan website. For those of you in Michigan, if you're in Ohio and other locations, go to your state association's website. There will be information about this uh, festival cycle. It is well worth your time to attend these things. Um, because one of the things we do do, we do do? <laughs> I said do do. He said do do. One of the things that we, we are negligent of sometimes is, even though I just gave a diatribe about how we are community theater, uh, we put that on a t-shirt. We are theater. We are um, we have to remember that we always should be trying to improve our art and our craft. One of the things to, you can do is watch other theater, mm-hmm. um, see what other people are doing, um, <coughs> and just get out there. And this is a good way to see a lot of good theater in a short amount of time, um, as well as be introduced to shows that perhaps you have never seen or done, like Lovers Part Two. Lovers Part Two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope we're saying the right one. I think the whole play is winners and losers. Um, Oh, those poor, poor children. Uh, <laughs> I swear these two, Bob and Dave, every time they mention it, have, have the, what is it, PTSD? Because they, they both just do this shell shock sort It's of on look. the edge of the Frau Bruca stage. Yeah. And, and this is oh. not to put down any of the fine productions we've seen of this over the years. It's sure, just, sure. There comes a point where it's like, yeah, find another script, everybody. <laughs> um, and now, 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 I hope to hear from all you people who want to per, to who say this is the, that's the greatest show ever, because I want to know that you're out there listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, what's life without a little controversy? Um, so we have Mr. Yeoman back with us today. You? <laughs> I'm just going to jump right into the next topic, I guess. Yay, Bob! Hi, welcome I, back. I, I feel like I'm monopolizing a little, but Bob's back, so we're glad to have him back. We talked a little uh, two episodes ago, I think, about my experience. One episode ago? One episode ago. Two yeah. episodes ago, we talked about Hamilton. Oh, that's what we did. So let's hear. So you heard my uh, uh, impression of Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, you were you so were pretty fun. You were pretty. You were pretty up. <laughs> yeah, you. Had had some issues but you were pretty upbeat about it mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah so here for the opposing point of view <laughs> bob what did you think of uh dear evan hansen it certainly wasn't my cup of tea and so we're gonna be spilling some tea right now let me get back up to snoopy level okay <laughs> okay he, he um, calls his microphone snoopy because it looks like a black nose nose yes so it's better than brian from family guy <laughs> Um, it was designed for for that magical age of 20 through 55. Well, let's not get that 35. That 10-year span when you think that whatever you do is actually good. <laughs> um, it was not my cup of tea. Other people might and do enjoy it, and that's wonderful. To me, um, 
once again, it was just one melody played for every song, just adjusted the tempo and adjust the pitch to change it. The one thing I did enjoy was the um, three guys dancing together, and I forget the name of the tune, but it was an upbeat, bouncy tune, and you could actually remember the tune afterwards, unless you're me, and then I forgot it completely. <laughs> so if you like that sort of stuff, oh, and the major, my major grief about the show is there was no consequences for what happened. Uh, I don't mean to... Here's spoiler alerts. Um, Cover your ears for 10 seconds. Maybe 20. Basically, what happens is a person creates a fictional relationship with another person and then got paid for it. People donated money to this cause. And... There was no consequence when the fraud was <coughs> revealed. The boy went on to have a normal life, got away with stuff, and that's what I found objectionable the most, most objectionable, is there was no consequences for their actions. They admit what they did was wrong, and that's it. Everybody should accept it. So... I thought you went and saw Dear Evan Hansen. It sounds like you just went to the Republican National Convention. Oh! <laughs> and this I'm podcast get... just took a turn, folks. L- ladies and gentlemen, the, the views expressed were just my own. <laughs> I can't top that. <laughs> you set it up, Bob. Yeah. You set it up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we, we... I did buy the CD. Oh, did you? I did. Because you liked that one song. Yes. Okay. And also it was a dime. Oh, well. <laughs> can't beat that. No, you can't so beat that So somebody else didn't care for it very much either. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so. I was I was going to make a crack about what's a CD. <laughs> <laughs> My God, man, haven't you heard of dump downloads? <laughs> real to real. That's the, that's the only way to go. Um, okay, so uh, politics aside. Um, <laughs> We, uh, <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that. Thank you. I'm going to steal it. What can I say? Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> are you going to copyright that, Ron, or are you going to let people, other people? Oh, everybody can use it. Okay. Because yes. uh, that's the liberal in me. Just give it away. Just give it all Just away. It away. Yeah. Away. Okay. It is a free country. <laughs> um <laughs> And, and for the right price for now until Wednesday. I just you know okay. <laughs> By the way, folks, let me just state right now that when we're, while we're recording this, it is Monday, November seventh. So we are one day away from our annual D Day every two years. So yes, just so. to let you all know. So, um, but in general, we we try to stay somewhat apolitical. We do. I, I think it is fair to say that most theater folks. Maybe it's not fair. There's a, there's a good number of liberals in theater in the theater world. So, um, uh, yeah. I, well, you know, I don't, but I don't want to scare away our, our non-liberal no, friends. Or, I, I just I think there's a lot of well, I don't know. I I want to say a lot more open-mindedness. Yes. Was well, that said? Conservatives listen to podcasts yes. too. So. <laughs> Yeah, they do. And, and theater is, should be open to a free expression of ideas. So oh, absolutely. That's wonderful. Absolutely. Um, maybe that's the direction we're going to go now is, is free expression of ideas. Because that's something I think people do get upset about. You know, They go to a play and say, well, that play was too liberal or that play was too conservative. It's like, that's irrelevant. 
Mm-hmm. The play just should be presenting ideas, yep. and whether mm-hmm. you agree with them or not, it started a conversation with you. And, and and that's the important thing is to start that conversation because, you know, to get a little onto the political high horse, mm-hmm. if we lose this ability to talk in a, uh, uh, I can't even think anymore. If we, can, you know, we have to ha- be, have polite discourse. Yeah. Um, we have to learn to disagree again as a nation. We've gotten so divided. It's like, folks, we've got to learn to come together and have discussions because when you have discussions, whether it's about is this play good or is this play bad? Because I think on the opposing side of what Mr. Yeoman was talking about, and you know I'm serious because I said Mr. Yeoman. Ooh. <laughs> Jane, <we. laughs> um, um, I, I disagreed a little on, on Evan Hansen, but we we can talk about that. Right. Sure. Um, I thought there were some consequence of actions, but they were a metaphysical consequence um, because he did go on to lead a normal life, but you know he lost something else that he would never get to be able to regain again. Mm-hmm. Um, but did he lose or pay the penalty in the Shakespearean sense? No. Or the Disney sense. <laughs> if it was yeah. the Disney, it would be the villains become the heroes. No, in Disney, the villains fall off the turret and die. Focus, focus. <laughs> well, the second one, but not the first one. Oh, no, I gave it away without a spoiler alert. <laughs> can 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 I go back for a second uh, and, and tangent down a whole different road? Just yeah, for because a sp- you're going to have to edit that, 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 everything we've said so far. No, There we go. Here we go. Um, it's interesting that you say that about, uh, you know, people now saying, you know, oh, this show is pushing this liberal and this, this show is pushing this conservative. The shows today... And I and I can say this because my husband and I have recently gone back uh, and been watching some old '70s sitcoms. Um, Barney Miller, Fish, uh, David. My my husband's really into those right now. And it's what's interesting is that in several episodes that I've seen of Barney Miller, especially, they hit on the exact same notes and the exact same issues in the 1970s that are still with us. And I remember as a child back in those days watching those episodes and my mom and dad going, not saying, well, they're pushing this or they're pushing that. It was more of a, huh. Well, I wonder, well, that, that's an interesting concept. Or that's, you know, I hadn't thought of looking at the homeless that way. Or, or you know, whatever the, the, the subject was, the topic was. And so it's interesting that now we're, what, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, <laughs> yeah, 40 years later. Um, and instead of people saying, well, this is what they presented, these are the ideas they're presenting, it's, I have to shut my brain off because this is not what I want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and and it's just fascinating that nothing has changed in entertainment that much when it comes to that sort of thing. Ooh, Ron's starting to, I see that. Well, what, I'm, what I would say to you that is I agree with what you're saying. What has changed mm-hmm. is social media. Because yeah. now everyone is a critic. Everyone has a voice. Everybody has a pulpit. I... One of my things I always like to do is read movie reviews before I go see a movie. I don't want to find out what happens, but I just want to hear kind of an idea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when it comes to the Marvel Universe, when it comes to Star Wars, the fan bases are so toxic. <sighs> and that if it's not exactly what they think it should be, mm-hmm. it is, it, it's like, I, it's horrible. To me, I want entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to go, I want to go see a play, I want to go see a movie, I want to sit there for two, three hours, three and a half hours, 
four hours for and, those who miss Blythe Spirit. And uh, and just forget about things and just be entertained, you know. Yet, but it, there's this subculture of people that if it's not what this should be, if I this is my Star Wars, this is how it should be, or this is how Iron Man should be, mm-hmm. is this is what I think. Your opinion is horrible, and this movie's horrible, and you guys shouldn't go see this, and and they just blow it up. Right. Whereas before. It was you just you went and saw a movie or you watched a TV show and you went you saw you heard from the experts, mm-hmm. the critics who actually gave their opinions. Whereas now everybody has one, right? And I'm not saying you shouldn't have an opinion, mm-hmm. but I think that people have become so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Enamored with their own voice that they think, oh, as long as I can put it out on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, everybody can hear it, and my opinion's gospel. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that ruins a lot of things for a lot of people. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. And I, and I know for myself, I I have I have gone on Facebook because I don't know if you three have noticed, but I'm on Facebook quite a bit. But the, um, the yeah, a little bit. The um, uh, and and if I find something that I really love, like uh, last night, I we were two nights ago, we watched the new Weird Al movie, which I loved. I will put it on there. Now, if there's a movie that really really stunk that I watched. I normally will not even touch it. There have been a few exceptions where I'll say, my God, that was really bad. Folks don't. But for the most part, and it's even when I'm going through and I'm seeing somebody else's and they're like, oh, I just loved uh, Black Adam. Black Adam was the best DC movie in the world. Now, I haven't seen it yet. If I had seen it, if I didn't like it, you know what I do at that point? Keep scrolling. Because I don't need to go into their happy moment right. and say, no, this, this movie really sucked and you're wrong. And that is part of my issue with, with a big issue with, uh, you know, with the media now and, and our, our thing. is like you don't need to be well, negative to everybody else. Well, so kind of turn it back to theater because yeah. you know, this is a theater podcast. Oh, right? that's right. We're theater. <laughs> um, we had an experience <laughs> in players ah, probably two decades ago. Um, where we did a, a, a Romeo and Juliet production, and I'm not going to mention any names because hopefully, you know, th- some of the people involved are still there. W- one of our viewers, one of viewers, <laughs> one of our audience members, patrons, hated it. Oh, and went right onto Facebook very quickly to say it wasn't what I expected. There's, you know, the costuming sucked. Everything you know, she didn't use those terms, but basically everything was bad. Oh, um, I went in. Because I had a young, relatively young cast, Romeo and Juliet, remember, teenagers. Sure. Um, and we actually had teenagers in most of the roles uh, for, for that. Um, I went in and I, I had to delete her comment. Or their comment. It's too late. I let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> um, because I didn't want the cast. Well, I didn't want the cast who were, even at this time, so it must have been just 10 years ago or so, mm-hmm. were all, always on their phones. I knew that an intermission would come. They'd be on their phones and they're going to find, hey. What's so this, this was during the show. Uh, this so it was prior to the next of oh, the next night of the okay. next night. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so the person had seen it the night before, just posted it, but you know basically. So I I and, and of course then the comments come back say why are you editing my comments? Yeah. And again, as we're talking just about free speech or or some of these other things, is is I guess my question is kind of is is there a point though where it's like you have to be how delicate should you be with your local community theater? Mm. Um, because, well, Bob can remember when we went back, um, the Evening News used to have a, a review all our shows. And they stopped doing it. Why? 
because they got tired of our own cast members calling up and complaining when the review was not to their liking. So, so again, it's like, well, what? I think people have a right to to, to their opinion. So, I guess that's something I think people out there with your boards and everything should be prepared when you get the bad review what you do because today i probably would not have deleted that comment because again even even though it wasn't good we all should be big enough to take okay we didn't satisfy this person mm-hmm. let's let's talk about the people we did satisfy so most people of course told us they love the show but that's the problem sometimes when you have family and friends is mm-hmm. you're not going to hear most people who don't like the show <laughs> aren't going to tell you yeah you could have done better this time out right so can I share a story about that? Absolutely. <clears throat> so picture it. St. <laughs> Mary Catholic Central High School in 1991. I was the editor of the school newspaper, and I was tasked with reviewing the fall play, which the name of it escapes me at this moment. <clears throat> and we had had a tradition of, of you know, kind of, of a real fluff kind of a review. Oh, everybody was great. This was blah, you know. Good time. Rarity ensued. A good time was had by all. Well, so for this particular show, we decided, you know what? No, we're going to, you know, we're going to go in, we're going to watch this, and we're just going to put a review out. So we went. I sat there. I watched. And um, I took some notes. And then that next Monday, I came into school and talked with my journalism instructor. I said, hey, here's what I think. Showed her the review. I said, what do you think? She said, it's fine. Let's go. So about a week later, the paper comes out, and I'm, you know, as the editor, I'm excited because the paper's out. I'm walking out of the room. Next thing I know, here comes the lead. Comes Hmm. up to me, grabs me by my shirt, and throws me against the lockers. She was a tiny thing, but she she really... (laughs) Hey, I wouldn't have shared that story if that was the case. Um, And he's like, adequate, adequate. Who are you calling adequate? And he walked away. So he had an issue that I had said that his performance was adequate. I didn't think it was a bad word to use. Mm. But to that point, it was like, you know, it just became this huge uproar. I had parents calling the school complaining that I, you know, we had had badmouthed their kid. And I'm like, I didn't say anything adequate. So from that moment on, we stopped doing reviews of the school plays. Wow. Which, you know, was just. Which again, and where are we as theater people? To get that, you know, unbiased opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's not unbiased. I mean, uh, there's a danger sometimes because in a small town, the critics, you know them, yeah, they know you, yeah. and you know, are they are they really unbiased when they come in to do their review? I don't know, um, and that's why groups like the, you know, we talked about ActFest, but um, the American Association of Community Theater, the Community Theater Association of Michigan, they have the adjudicator programs, so you can get someone to come in and just say, "Here's my response to your play." They no longer call it, they don't call it a critique. They, they just say, "Here's what I thought," mm-hmm. um, which is really what it is. And you have to remember that a review is just one, one person's, person's thought. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, so yeah, so you use the word adequate, which again. It's neutral. If you thought you were the, the huge star, though, and you're being told you're adequate, that's a that's a come down. I, I mean, it's not like I pointed out that he had his entire script taped on the, the desk or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, I just said it was adequate. Oh, one of those. Yeah. I didn't go to St. Mary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
home yeah. this way. And if you were there, there would have been issues. <laughs> Boy, would there have been issues. <laughs> you know, and going with uh, with with the critiques, I I do think as an actor. That is part of what you just kind of have to suck up. Uh, and and I think if as an actor, if you're honest with yourself and you can push your ego aside even just a little bit and go, well, maybe there's some truth in, in some of this and maybe there isn't. Now, when I was in uh, doing the shows in Ipsy, the first show I ever did with them, obviously, as I've said a million times, it's bent. Uh, and we had a guy named Christopher Potter. I don't know where he is now. I know he stopped doing reviews, but for the Ann Arbor News. And he would come and review all our shows. We did Bent. Uh, the other lead guy and I got really great reviews. I mean, and my ego, which was already up here, went through the roof. Second show uh, I did was with them was A Tuna Christmas. Again, you know, this was great, although I was called spindly at that time, which now, back then I was insulted, but now I'm like, God, I wish I was still spindly. Uh, <laughs> like, that'd be nice to be spindly again, wouldn't it? You're sturdy. But now I'm sturdy. I used uh, to be lanky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then the third show, and I can't remember the name of the show, I did. A, I was a, a priest um, and who was in love with this woman, and I was one of the, not the central of the show, but, and boy, did they rip me apart. And I, it hurt my feelings for about a year. I thought of that. And now looking back on it and thinking back on some of that review that I remember, I was like, no, really, he was kind of right. I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. I wasn't in the mindset of what that character was supposed to be. So, you know, sometimes you got it. Number one, if you're on stage, you've opened yourself up. One way or the other, you've opened yourself up to some kind of critique. Yes. Number two, uh, you got to take it all with a grain of salt. With a grain of salt, because as David says, it's one person's opinion. And number three, you know, shut the ego down a little bit. There, you've got to. You got to let the ego. You got to push it aside. And, and I wonder if some of this comes as as a performer matures. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we've all seen reviews, um, some we've liked, some we've disagreed with, as you said. Um, I remember in college, uh, University of Michigan, we had a group called the Reader's Theater Guild. I'm still doing Reader's Theater. Um, but we were torn apart for our production of As You Lay Dying. And tor- the, the, edit- the person who did the review just absolutely hated it. Now, one, we were thrilled that we got a big review. But two, it's like, why are we... You know why she turned down, and clearly the the uh, reviewer didn't understand the art form because what she critiqued was the art form. You know, so why was the script in their hands? Why did they do this? Okay. And you know, so so on the positive side, that started a different discussion because then for the next three days in the student newspaper were responses back to that review saying, "Hey, maybe you didn't like the performance, but don't criticize the art form. You didn't understand what was going on." And this was not from anyone in our group. We got more publicity out of that just one bad review, mm-hmm. and and again, people coming to our performances thereafter uh, because of a bad review, as opposed to a good review. Mm-hmm. Um, a good review, it would have just been read, and boop, nobody would have paid attention to them. But a bad review actually helped in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just kind of one of those things that mm-hmm. I, I think is interesting as well. Um, sometimes people want to come see the train wreck. <laughs> So oh, no, it's Tarzan. <laughs> yeah. So no press is bad press. Well, I was going to say the bad press is best because you have the reaction of the first, okay, 
well, I might want to see that. It can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. Bo Derek's Tarzan proved me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> also, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You put out a, oh, my God, what have they done to Star Trek? It's horrible. It should be shut down. That gets more press than, gee, here's Star Trek The Next Generation. It's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, Star Trek's always great. Okay. Just move on. Right. So, yeah. so, yeah. so, you know, so we, again, is, is in theater, we should not be afraid of any review. No. Uh, because it yeah. may have the potential to, to help promote us all. Yeah. Um, in fact, you know, if you can get out there and get, get, encourage your local papers, if they happen to still exist in your area, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. uh, whatever, um, um, I saw a review from the Rogue Critic of uh, my play Upon the Heath today. Um, because our own paper, the Monroe News, was asking, hey, when's the last time that show was done? And I've referred it back to uh, Bockfest, Boxfest Festival, which is a festival that's held up in Detroit, Hamtramck right now, I think, actually. Um, once a year, it's a series of one-act plays that's performed and directed by women. It's to encourage women directors, which is, you know, what a, that's a wonderful thing that is. Mm-hmm. So I had entered back in 2010 my play to be produced, and they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was for me as a playwright. It was kind of interesting because it was the first time I actually had seen one of my productions directed by someone other than myself, mm-hmm. and I loved what they did with it. Now, have you used any of that since those ideas? The uh, way they produced it? No, I mean, because we haven't done the show again. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, but the well, we're doing it now, so we are, aren't we? Yeah. So I might. But what was interesting is, so I found a review of the play. And the the reviewer, this rogue critic, and uh, the website's still out there. I don't know if, if she's still active. Um, she reviewed it, and she talked about the play because she thought it was a tremendous. You know, I loved what she started out with. You know, great concept. Did this filled with in jokes, rambled a little bit, but she still loved it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I could fixate on the it rambled, <laughs> and say, oh, I got to go back and rewrite the whole script, or fixate on here are the good things she said mm-hmm. um and then build from there mm-hmm. uh so so I, again i think you can find something in every review something positive to take away absolutely um except you know for the aforementioned bo Derek's tarzan <laughs> <laughs> which isn't a theater piece um and oh, frankly it's I, I wouldn't enough <laughs> I, I don't have many good things to say about disney's tarzan on stage um i know we've it was done locally by the spotlight studio when, um, before they closed um, but to me it was like oh uh, i think i mentioned it before there's only so so many acts of phil collins i can take uh, nothing against phil collins sometimes the music's good but it's well but two acts well yes but we have established uh, phil collins wasn't there playing the music well (laughs) we have established you may have issues with two act plays anyway by act two (laughs) we established that in the last one (laughs) act two is always too long too long hamilton should have ended 20 minutes earlier and maybe that's just the the, indicates the size of my bladder i don't know One intermission doesn't do what I need to. Well, the Sometimes only thing I can you get say. three. <laughs> yeah, well, in that third act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, listen, Uncle. <laughs> I just, just registered. I don't know how, sh- well, in Shakespeare's, they made a day of it. Because uh, hmm. uh, five well, What else did they have to do? <laughs> right. I mean, you know. Well, let's go kill rats. <laughs> Yay. Other than the occasional dysentery, they weren't really that busy. 
<laughs> well, it, it depends. You know, <laughs> most of them had, had jobs. Uh, that's how you could afford to go to the theater. Well, that's true. Uh, that's true. But but it was a day. Um, it was my understanding. I, I, I'll wait for the next rehearsal we have to have uh, let Dr. McCluskey prove me wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but that so yeah interesting it's not where this podcast was supposed to go but hey no it sure uh, didn't um uh, but I, I don't know we we never really have done you know what the hell's wrong with reviewers everything um, <laughs> i you know no. there's a great yeah song. no i, I want to say yeah there's well really you know to back to the the you know good review bad review there are some times where you see the same type of review done for every show and i have some things in mind i won't share because i don't want to you know, call any other groups out but um it's just a constant this was amazing this was outstanding this was the greatest thing since pants with pockets eventually those were you know eventually those words lose their meaning uh-huh. because again as a performer you hear that you're constantly outstanding amazing you did an unbelievable job, and if it's not your mom or your dad or your brother or your uncle telling you, then I mean, you know, it kind of loses its luster. And from an audience standpoint, when I read that review, I'm like, oh, okay, he said the same thing about the last seven. Mm-hmm. And I, while it might be true, it's like, I mean, come on, bury it up, you know? I mean, yeah. right? And I'll throw a couple other adjectives. To be fair, you know, it was the only kind I get. But Some, you know, sometimes it is true. Yeah. <laughs> but but Press you're right. And, company and, each, and each uh, reviewer does tend to have their own little uh, niche that they fall back on. I guess I don't know if niche is the right word, but uh, again, thinking back on on all the shows that were reviewed up and when I was in Ipsy, uh, the reviewer focused a lot on the people's physical appearance. Hmm. And which, which, you know, was just something you kind of expect. It's like, well, you know, like, well, you know, Brian was spindly and Dennis was this big mountain of a man. And so it worked and blah, blah, blah. And then the next show, it was like, well, I didn't quite buy that she was dying because she weighed 180 pounds and she should have wore, you know, you know, so you've got to, you know, but the more you read one person's stuff, you start catching, oh, this is where their hangups are. I mean, not everybody can be a Cisco and Ebert. No, right. but you also shouldn't do cut and paste reviews. No, absolutely it seems not. Like that's sometimes what I read, and it's like, okay, well, I, sure. And I think if you go back, um, back to the you know again forty, fifty years ago, uh, to the mission of whatever the paper was at the time, is, is sometimes it was as much part of the society page as anything else. So right. it's like, oh, Monroe Community Players put on this nice show, and. Um, Babs Biggie Bid had a 92 uh, stroke on her bowling game. Yeah, but but you know it was like you know <laughs> Bill Smith was fabulous as usual and da, 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 and you know everybody did a great job. A good time was had by all. It wasn't really a serious review. So I yeah. but I think so that may. But to your point, if you're going to do a serious review, do a serious review. Don't be hateful. Mm-hmm. Don't be uh, cruel. You know, there's no need to say, I just couldn't take that nasal twang in his voice anymore. Yeah. Nobody could see, look at anything except that wig. Uh, <laughs> though to be fair, I thought there were a few notes out of the range of the actor in uh, uh, Evan Hansen. Evan Hansen. Yeah. I want to say Christian Hansen. For Chris Hansen? I don't know who. Chris Evans? Is there a Chris Hansen? Chris, yeah, the guy from Dateline. Comes out of the back room, oh, child yes. predators. Oh, Why do you have yes. that Zima with you? Hey, listen, he's not a bad guy. He's right? <laughs> no, 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 folks. <laughs> he was very nice to me. <laughs> okay. 
Now, here, if I thought we went off the rails before. Oh, we did now. <laughs> yeah, boy, did we. Um, yeah. Sometimes reviewers, I, I watch, I'll read a review, and because that one reviewer doesn't like it, I'm more apt to want to go because I don't care for what that reviewer likes anyway. So it's like, yeah. Well, and, and like I say, it'd be nice to have opposing reviews of anyone mm-hmm. play, but... Um, so I guess that's a good question is, you know, uh, do you have reviewers in your community? Mm-hmm. Um, why not? Yeah, right. You know, because as, as to your point earlier, we're all, we all have a voice on social media. Um, I don't know how you recruit somebody because that means ultimately you're recruiting an insider and that's exactly what you don't want. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you, you don't want somebody who's like, well, okay, it's, it's Lou's turn. <laughs> Uh, you're not in this show, so why don't you, you re- give us a review? Because everybody's going to hate poor Lou, right? <laughs> if she if she says, "Oh yeah, the costumes they weren't good." Yeah, I hated I, I'm the not show. sure. I I'm not sure the why they had bell bottoms on the group. They didn't have bell bottoms in that period of time in Oklahoma. <laughs> did they ever have bell bottoms in Oklahoma? I don't know. They may not even. In today. 1976, they did. Everybody. Uh, did. I thought Daisy Dukes were the big thing. Okay. That's that's further south. Oh, that's what you think. I don't know. They had cars back then. <laughs> when cars were cars. Yeah. Yeah. When a Conestoga wagon was a Conestoga wagon. <laughs> and a Winnebago was a Winnebago. That's, and dysentery was dysentery. <laughs> you are dead. <laughs> Today well, has been brought to you by the word dysentery. <laughs> you know, and I guess one other thing I would say is if, if somebody tells you that they know people that walked out of a show, find out if it's true. Yes. Because, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know that's one of those things where that's a strong accusation to, to, bring, up, to bring out a show as, as an actor and as someone who goes to, to things. When you say somebody walked out, then you need to have some meat behind that because you don't know. Somebody could have had a medical emergency. Mm-hmm. Somebody's kid could be, you know, being irritated. It doesn't necessarily reflect on what's going on mm-hmm. on the stage. That's yes. just weaponizing. <clears throat> we had that happen during uh, Twilight of the Gold. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, right yep. during my big soliloquy. Right. <laughs> yes. Somebody got up and left. Is like, oh, either I'm doing it very right or <laughs> I'm doing it very wrong. Um, <laughs> and it was and, neither. It turned out it was it was a family emergency. Right. Yeah. They had to they had to get. But to that point, if somebody could have said, oh, people were walking out of Twilight of the Golds. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly. And, and that will affect know. any donors that might hear it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. course, on the other end of that, if you had more than one weekend and some and somebody wrote people were walking out, that would make maybe some people go, really? Why? Good dirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's and go. then they would True. go see it. Yeah. Who knows? You know, so it's, it's, it's what? bad publicity. Better publicity. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a dirty little secret. I didn't care for that show. Oh, that's the way it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I was using just the phrase. I know, but uh, yeah. But you yeah. weaponized it now. I didn't. Did I weaponize? <laughs> did I become Tony Stark? So we've done dysentery and weaponized. Uh, those are the words of the day. Oh, and and we never. This did is the time to... where you're supposed to subscribe to Reader's Digest. <laughs> Increase your vocabulary in twenty. And I suppose onward. we need to follow it. We're running out of time. We got to get through all our uh, I, I know. jokes here. I so, well. we haven't talked about the bald cap. We haven't done a cat joke. <laughs> I almost did a cat joke earlier when I when you were saying something about. Oh. And I almost said, you know, it was Bertie, it was please. Fun. Bertie, it was, please. No, well, because no, the moment 
it's over. Well, I never got a bad review for doing Daddy Warbucks. Twice. There we go. Twice. Well, let me tell you. And you know why? Because people laughed. People sang. It was better than Cats. There we go. It was mostly because the paper had stopped doing reviews by that time. And we locked, and we locked the doors. <laughs> and we locked the doors. We never locked the doors. That would be a fire hazard. <laughs> Well, we've done that. Too. We never lock the doors. <laughs> we open them and they from still the stay inside. in the seats. From the inside. <laughs> Macbeth. Oh. There's a fire. No, there isn't. Sit down. <laughs> oh, then we just there we just knocked that one off too. Yeah. So there we go. So question of the episode. I can't wait because this isn't the episode we were supposed to talk about. So <laughs> it's a simple one. Have you ever had a bad review? Oh. You know, share share your bad review stories. We'd love to hear them on the on um, either send them to us at Monroe Community Players at yahoo.com, go to our Facebook page, Monroe Community Players, Monroe, Michigan, or to the Green Room Goopies, uh, the MCP podcast page. I can't remember what we call it on Facebook, uh, but but let us know. So it does look like we're about out of time for this episode. I'd like to thank all of you for listening in, as we appreciate each and every one of you especially those of you in Indianapolis. And if you like this podcast, please like us, rate us, et cetera, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to us. Hey, if it looks like this podcast took two hours, please ignore that. You can stop after I'm stopped talking and move on to the next one. Um, it's some sort of technical glitch. And, technical I, and glitch. I, I know that our, our uh, engineer extraordinaire is, is going to get it fixed. Um, so, so this one may be three hours long. <laughs> we don't know. Um, oh, I, but, no. but go out, spread the word. Let people know um, that we are here. Um, as, I, as I started out with this in my diatribe, get out there, get your own podcast. Let us know what your podcast is, and we'll promote your podcast on our podcast if you'll do the same for us. Oh, no, what did I do? I hit that. I'm starting to flail with my arms. Folks. Up, folks. My God, uh, he's become evangel- evangelical. We, we should be on Evangeline. YouTube right now so you can see this. Um, <laughs> to see the excitement building. I'm going to um, run through a wall. <laughs> we all have to use the bathroom at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> Check out Monroe Community Players on the Facebook page and website. If you've ever been in the bathroom with me, you know why. <laughs> Sorry. I have a Cross digest- the I have a di- I have a digestive disorder. <laughs> and I, I think I'm just making this worse. So, uh, oh, we have. I am um, not editing any of this. I'm telling you right oh, now. Oh, you need to because now we've lost our listeners everywhere. Um, but more groupies fun at our MP- MCP podcast page on Facebook. Please email us with your comments and thoughts. As I said earlier, at Monroe Community Players at Yahoo.com. Be sure to let us know if it's okay to read your email on the podcast. We will give you a shout out, probably in any case. And the art and business of community theater has been a production of the Monroe Community Players and was recorded high atop the Benish Building at the Monroe Public Access Cable Television Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Monroe, Michigan. We are the groupies, and we will see you in the green room. This is the last time I give you guys caffeine. Well, goodbye. And don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven.